Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Rich Eisen Show. The fifth leading rusher of all time is coming off the couch. They give it to Peterson running to the left. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. All day. Yeah. Touchdown. You can't predict this league ever. Earlier on the show, Patriots linebacker Matthew Judon. Still to come. From NBC Sports, Peter King. Cardinals quarterback Colt McCoy. Plus, your phone calls, complete week nine NFL recap, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Nice chat with Matthew Judon of the Patriots in hour number one. You know, I mean, uh, the Patriots are five and four. They're your seventh seed right now. Coming into week number 10, their rookie quarterback looks nothing like a rookie at all. He um, he is, you know, I guess... Is he three and zero against the Jets this year because he's beaten the Jets twice and then just beat Sam Darnold? Who else can he? Who else can he take on? That counts. Is Ray Lucas still in the league for him to go beat? I don't know. You know, <laughs> Ray Lucas. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so uh, they look terrific, man. They're your seventh seed right now, and um, and have a lot of winnable games. Certainly for a team that's got a stout defense and an efficient offense that doesn't turn 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 it over, and a defense that turns you over, and a special teams coached by one of the greatest coaches of all time at that position, who also just happens to be one of the greatest coaches of all time. We've got Colt McCoy in hour number three. The Cardinals going to San Francisco without their first-string quarterback, first- and second-string wide receivers, lose their first-string running back in the middle of the first quarter, get three touchdowns from the backup running back, and a near-clean slate game from their backup quarterback in Colt McCoy. He's in hour number three. Joining me right now is a pro football Hall of Famer in that wing of uh, of the – of the Great Hall in Canton, Ohio, from NBC Sports, and um, and um, the uh, Football Morning in America column that you can catch on Pro Football Talk is a great Peter King. How are you, PK? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? I'm I'm well. I, I opened the show today, Peter, with uh, the details of what is to me, and I've been fortunate to now. This is my 19th season with NFL Network since leaving ESPN and doing that. I don't remember a week like this, and I know that there's such a thing as parody. But the week itself with the headlines leading up and then the results uh, of the weekend, is this the craziest week you've ever seen, Peter? I know that's hyperbole, but I'll give you the floor on it. I think it, I think it is, Rich, because, uh, first of all, it's, uh, it was a huge week for um, the week of the trading deadline for who was traded, Von Miller, and who was not. You know, Deshaun Watson and Odell Beckham uh, was a big week because Beckham basically now has has talked his way out of Cleveland and will go play for somebody else. And now we'll find out if he is a shell of his former self or whether he's still got a lot of good football left. And it was a big weekend because of the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, uh, certainly, and also because of one of the biggest tragedies involving an NFL player uh, certainly in the 38 seasons I've been covering the game, uh, I don't remember something that is as 
sort of as heinous and as uh, reprehensible as somebody driving 156 miles an hour on city streets in an American city and uh, and slamming into another vehicle and basically incinerating a, a woman and her dog in the other vehicle. Uh, and, and it isn't the, the other part of that story that I wrote a little bit about today is just that, uh, you know, if you look at what uh, Henry Ruggs was, he was basically uh, kind of the crown jewel of Mike Mayock's rebuilding uh, of the Las Vegas Raiders. And now he's just gone. It's amazing that in the last month, uh, just overnight, in a matter of, uh, of, of seconds, really, the head coach and the most promising uh, skill player on the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, who are still a first-place team, by the way, just vanished. They just vanished. They're gone. With no time to prepare Hmm. for how to adjust to life without them. So it's just this has been a crazy week, and it's been a crazy time period in the NFL. And then you can – also throw in there the uh, the trading away of uh, um, a crown jewel of a franchise, John Elway's first draft choice with Denver, Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl 50, the, the milestone Super Bowl MVP to Los Angeles, and the Rams don't play him because he's not healthy enough yet. They lose to a Titans team that loses Derrick Henry and then puts Adrian Peterson in who scores, and they win. You know, um, Jordan loves loved ones in the last row of a stadium. The Jaguars beating the Bills. Honestly, it's really – and the Cardinals doing what they did. The Saints coming back from 18 down, uh, 22-point fourth quarter, and they still lose at the last second. I honestly don't remember anything like this. Nothing. But what about the Josh Allen on Josh Allen cross? There's another one, you know, and the Jaguars (laughs) win their first game on American soil in 420 days. Uh, don't score a touchdown. Uh, they lost the, for a second. Their their crown jewel at quarterback. He comes back in the game. It's I, I honestly I, I that's why one of, one of many reasons why I haven't spoken to you in a while. I'll have you on is just to put it in perspective. Uh, what what did we yeah. learn from this week? Or is this just a one of those well, bur- bury the game what? film because the Broncos the, the Broncos after losing Von Miller trading him away they they boat raced the Cowboys almost damn shut him out. I mean, that should have been a shutout. I mean, Mike McCarthy, in my opinion, you know, just put Dak Prescott, who uh, is coming off a calf injury anyway. so weird. You know, please put him in the cupboard until next game. You've lost this one. Um, but, but I, you know, last night I was sitting down to write, and a, and a head coach in the NFL, you know, sits down and, and – yeah, because I was texting back and forth with him about what a crazy day it was, and he basically said, every week in the NFL is like this. I wish I had the quote in front of me. I don't. But every week in the NFL is like this. Every week uh, is, is almost a season in and of itself. And, Rich, and that's why, to me, I'm not saying that you don't pay attention to a week like this when you're thinking about, well, who's good and who's not good. But I also think that you can't allow one week for you to say, well, I was wrong about the Bills. They stink. I I was wrong about the Rams. They can't play a physical style and 
and beat a good team. And then I was wrong about this team and wrong about that. <laughs> you know, the fact is I covered the Raiders and the Giants on Sunday in the Meadowlands. And the fact is uh, Derek Carr ha- has, had, uh, has had two lousy games this year. Played lousy against the Bears uh, in Vegas, and he was really lousy yesterday. Uh, he overthrew wide open Darren Waller in the end zone, uh, underthrew Zay Jones, the, the replacement, for, for 10 minutes for Henry Ruggs until they traded for Deshaun Jackson, which we didn't even mention, right. or until they signed him. Uh, and, and, but, but be that as it may, the point is I still think the Raiders are pretty good. And so I just don't think in today's NFL you can allow one game, one week, to skew what you've seen for eight weeks. And and I guess just to put a bow on it, Peter King, I mean, if you had to guess, if you if you knew what was happening this week and you could have chosen your bye week for this year, I would have chosen week nine and the Bucks sit at this one out and the Packers, Cowboys, Rams, and Saints all lose. I mean, what a what a great week. Feet up, you know, smoke them if you got them. You know, it's, yeah, well, what a week for know, them the, to sit out. The weird, the weird part, too, that, you know, and again, let's get political. Um, the weird part of this week, too, is that obviously I think we all think that if Aaron Rodgers plays in that game in Kansas City yesterday, no doubt. there's a 90% chance the Packers win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, I mean, that was the first time yesterday in more than four years that uh, that Devontae Adams didn't catch at least half of the balls thrown to him. And, you know, look, Jordan Love, at least right now, and who knows what the future holds, he's not an accurate enough passer uh, to scare any defense. And, and that's why, to me, uh, look – if a quarterback who is unvaccinated tests positive on a Friday for COVID, he misses two games. Now, Aaron Rodgers is fortunate. He tested positive on a Wednesday. Right. So assuming that next Saturday morning at Lambeau Field, when he goes in to uh, you know, get his COVID test, assuming he tests negative, and that may be a bad assumption, but... I would assume he would test negative, and if he does, then uh, he'll he'll play against Seattle on Sunday, setting up a game that I believe Russell Wilson is going to play. Uh, so instead of having Geno Smith versus Jordan Love, it looks like uh, we could have Russell Wilson versus Aaron Rodgers. And hopefully we get to lose ourselves in all of that and enjoy the football. Peter King here on the Rich Eisen Show. What did happen with Odell in Cleveland? What's your best sense? on what actually did happen there. You know, I talked to a coach this weekend who I think is interested in Odell Beckham, and they've they spent some time late in the week watching him on tape, and mm-hmm. they didn't think he was a disciplined route runner and that he has lost uh, that aspect, especially if you're in what you might consider precision offense. And look, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL who – uh, basically need you to be at a certain spot and are going to kind of throw it to that spot so you better be there. Uh, yeah, for instance, if if he went to Tampa Bay, Tom Brady is famous for 
you know, having a trust with his receivers. And look, I think if Odell Beckham Jr. went to Tampa Bay, and I doubt he will, but I think if he did, then he would get it straight right away. Hey, listen, if you're not in the spot that I'm going to throw to, I'll give you a couple of chances, but if you're not there, I'm not throwing it to you anymore. And my pet theory, although I certainly haven't studied tape the way a scout would, my pet theory is that that's why the Browns uh, may have gone away from Baker Mayfield or gone away from Odell Beckham if indeed that is the case. But I also think, Rich, that there are times when removing someone from a team and from an organization is a positive, no matter how good he is or no matter how much of an impact player you thought he was when you traded for him. In my opinion, uh, you know, this was, I'm not saying long overdue, but this was overdue. Uh, This was a guy who just simply was not happy, was not getting the ball. And it's all well and good to say, man, this guy can, can ruin a defense and all that stuff. I mean, when is the last time you've seen Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, you know, play a great football game? I'll tell you when it was. It was over a year ago when Cleveland went to Dallas and he scored a couple of touchdowns and was, uh, you know, just a, a huge factor all over the field. Then he gets the knee injury, and this whole year he's not been impactful at all. So I think it's overdue what the Browns did. So we're assuming he's going to fall through waivers, that the, the contract will be significant enough um, to have yeah. him fall through waivers. Then then what? Give us the, the over the You know, Rich, off. I think the logical landing spots for him, among others, uh, Seattle is one. I know Russell Wilson really wants him there. Uh, but Russell Wilson has said that he wants a lot of players there. He wanted Antonio Brown, and they didn't get him. And and the Josh Gordon experiment was a little more than a cup of coffee. So I know Seattle, there's some sentiment that Seattle will look at him. And, and obviously, it would be great. Uh, but you wonder, with the problems they're having at quarterback, do they want to add a squeaky wheel? to that team, plus the fact that New Orleans has less than no money. And so I think that's going to be an issue. If Odell Beckham Jr. really wants to go play in New Orleans, they probably can figure a way to make it happen, Mm -hmm. but he's going to have to play for no money. And I don't know that, and I have no idea uh, what the Odell Odell Beckham Jr. side is is expecting as far as financial uh, remuneration, but I don't think they're going to get much money out of the Saints. Yeah, I know. Obviously, if Jameis was there, he might say, why not? And obviously, playing for Sean Payton right. is, is without question something that I think would entice. Um, but, you know, Trevor Simeon did struggle for three-plus quarters in in, um, in in New Orleans this past week. So what about Green Bay? Is that total pie in the sky insanity? Doesn't fit their offense? Don't want them? I mean, wouldn't you think that Rodgers? Um, I think would... it's a great. I think it's a great concept. You know, theoretic right. in theory. Right. Um, and and again, I think it really depends on what you think about him as a football player. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're studying Odell Beckham Jr. very hard there. Right. Um, but I, 
and again, I don't mean to be on the Brian Gutekunst bandwagon here, but their problems when Aaron Rodgers is on the field aren't that they're not scoring enough. Yeah, right. And it would be great to have another weapon. I just wonder what they're going to see what they're going to see when they put on the tape. So where do you think he winds up? I mean, what, you know, I I don't know. If I had to if I had to guess, I would say New Orleans because it's clearly where he wants to go. Okay. Uh, or one of the places that he really wants to go. But I I, I don't know, Rich. I'm, I'd be absolutely guessing, and uh, that would be my guess. Ask uh, Peter King the poll question as we send him out uh, on his Merry Monday. Chris Brockman, go for it. All right, Peter, here's what we got. Which team took a step back from what you thought of them before week nine? Bengals, Bills, Cowboys, Rams. Those are four bury-the-tape type performances of those teams in week nine. What do you think? Well, I'd say probably the Bengals because, look, two weeks ago I had the anointing oils out for (laughs) Cincinnati and I thought that they were going to, there certainly would be a playoff team, and they might even win their division. Then they lose to the Jets, and it's easy to say, well, that's just one week road game. Weird things happen there. They got throttled by the Browns, and Burrow for the second straight week didn't play well. Now, I love Joe Burrow. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is going to be great for a long time. But when he doesn't play well, that team is just not very good. It's almost to the level of uh, Aaron Rodgers not being there. When, when, when Burrow doesn't play well, they don't have a great chance to win. And so I think that game, even though I didn't necessarily think they were going to beat the Browns, just getting throttled by them, uh, it just really surprised me. I mean, the addition by subtraction, I guess, that Odell was, uh, that that was something else, huh? Right? From that performance? But I think, I think a lot of times if you take away a player on your team who for whatever reason right. is dragging you down and either because he's in the huddle, negative energy, not getting the ball, throwing his hands in the air, doing whatever, if you have that on your team – you're better off saying, hey, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I need you to be an excellent number two for the rest of the year. And he started to show yesterday that he can be one. So let's see what happens. But I think there is a little bit more peace and prosperity on the Browns, both in the locker room and, and on the field yesterday, and we'll see if that lasts. Peter, thanks for the time. I knew your perspective would be just what the doctor ordered here, man. I mean, I, I, honestly, from this at this one week ago today is when we learned Von Miller. I, literally one week ago at this point in time is when we learned Von Miller was on the move, and then the rest of it just went uh, off off center, to say the least. Yeah, it was a, it was a, kilter. It was a fun week, but I, I, I'd really appreciate a quieter one. That's <laughs> Take care of yourself, PK. Thanks for the call. Okay, see you, Rich. The one and only Peter King. Everybody should check out his Football Morning in America column, profootballtalk.com, NBCSports.com, right here. What are you guys laughing about over there? (laughs) Just something. Just text me something. Oh, nothing, nothing. (laughs) TJ wanted to make this insane, uh, this trade that I thought he should do, and he was like, no, 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 Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow. I was like, but Justin Herbert, bro. 
Justin Herbert, and, what a great game he had in Philadelphia yesterday. Rich, I was Stupendous. right three weeks in a row, and then last this week I was wrong. Okay, okay. all right. For three weeks I was right. All right. Uh, <laughs> look, all Browns fans want him to retract. You want to have Darnold oh, yeah, over Baker for long term. You want to retract that one? Uh, that's up. There, that's up there with Giannis. You know, don't break up the Bucks. Don't, well, don't break not, up the heat uh, for Giannis. No, Rich, it's really not. not, quite, it's, it's, not yes, it is. No, Rich, no. You Rich. want to take Darnold long term? You would take Darnold long term over Baker Mayfield. That is nowhere near saying that you wouldn't trade for Giannis. It's absolutely in the same thing. Rich, no, it's not. Honestly, it's not. It's no. It's the right church, maybe the wrong pew. But no, it's, it's not the same even church. the same religion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Thank you, TJ. That's because I stole it your was, cowboy sign kind of to start the team. game, start the show. All right, well, we'll come back. Your phone calls overreaction Monday. If there's any week that the overreaction could be the strongest, <laughs> it's this one. So That's bad. coming up. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. We just showed uh, uh, Russell Wilson's uh, video of him saying it's time. He's back. They showed him back. throughout the whole process of back. looking at his finger in an x-ray with a doctor. Everything's content these days. He shot all of this moments of learning that he needed the pin. The pin's cool. taken out. Yeah. Now it's time. Cool. It's great. It's exciting. But he yeah, used the, cool. the theme from Succession. Yeah. By the way, assume tape. I yeah. did not see it. I haven't, seen, yeah, I haven't seen last night either. I watched. I, 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 watched I haven't seen yet. Assume tape. It's great. I haven't seen Curb yet either. Neither. On Sunday night when the clocks go back, even yeah. though you're supposed to get an extra hour of sleep. I'm out. Yo. Out. Yep. Experienced that for the first time. Dude, nothing. Now I get it. What did I tell <laughs> now, you? For now I get it. Nothing. It's the worst. More cruel and unusual for parents of baby kids. My God. Or kids in general. Until they're teenagers. Kids in general. The turning of the clocks back and forward messes up the entire operation. And kids don't get it. 
My kids now are, well, hold on a second. Your kids get Unfortunately, now, right? my kids are now too old for me to pull the old trick that what? you still haven't worked yet. You don't, you don't move the clocks on the first couple of days. Let them figure it out themselves. Well, he can't, can't tell time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not yeah. good enough for you yet. But right, right around right. when he starts when he starts to tell time. Yeah. When does you know, that happen? You know when does did? the time telling start? Here's, here, time telling starts around like three, four years old. Okay. All right. And what you do is you, got, you, get a, you get a clock in the room, and then you say you do not come out of the room <laughs> until. until there's a seven on the clock. Oh, that's genius. Except... You have to black out the other two numbers because we did that with Xander, and he came out at five twenty-seven. <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. Job. And so Susie and I had to put a book up against the That's pretty good. second and third numbers on the clock. Cage so wasn't he, bad on Sunday. Uh, it was this morning. Of course, it was the second day. He was up at five o'clock before, like four fifty-five this morning. Of course. That's what happens, it's and it's going to get worse tomorrow. It's brutal, and it it's gets brutal. worse and worse, and then it'll get better. Just like everything with parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> Knock on wood. But it's cruel, and I, I said that all the time. And no, I know all I, those I, years I, you're I, like, yeah, whatever, Rich. Yeah, Wake I, up, I, I, go I, to sleep early. I never. You know, whatever you're going to do, <laughs> you know, keep them up late. Yeah, keep them yeah. up late. Keep up late. Now, welcome to the world. And it's pitch black at five o'clock. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. Yeah. So you might you're not out there with the crops then? No, we're not not doing it. It's the farmer's corn. almanac. It's terrible. It's terrible. I get it. I'm on your side now. Ah. <laughs> it took 10 years. Unfortunately, though, you had to realize the misery for yourself. Yeah, it took 10 years. Before you came around. <laughs> okay. Uh, if there's been any week that is more prone to overreaction in the NFL in the 19 seasons I've covered it, week in, week out, it's this week, 9-2021, overreaction Monday. Hit it, please. Hit it. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks. Overreaction. Mondays. Monday. All right. What do you have over there, All right, Christopher? Let's start with Sunday night football because nobody really saw that coming except for probably the folks in Nashville. With or without Derrick Henry, the Titans are the best team in the AFC. That's not an overreaction. That's not an overreaction. I am not. I'm. I'm. I'm in on the Tennessee Titans. I am in on them. I'll, I, you know what? And I'll. I'll. I'll repeat it every day this week if I have to. And a lot of people just don't buy it because it's still Ryan Tannehill yeah. or it's no Derrick Henry or, you know, it doesn't look pretty sometimes. But man, can Vrabel coach football or what? Is he locked in or what? Does the team follow him or what? Is this defense getting better this week? After week after week, they sure are. And everybody overlooks them. You know what I found so funny last night? Halftime. At halftime, Titans are up. That first half was remarkable last yeah, night, right? Domination. Uh, Tariko asks Tony Dungy for the best team in the AFC, and Tony goes, it's it's wide open, but I'll have to, you know, I'll just go with Baltimore. And it's just like, just look at your television set. Yeah, it's like the Leo DiCaprio. Right? Like, just like, hey, uh, hey. It's like, hey. From Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, like, like, I see hey. it. Like, yeah. And and I don't blame them because it's just sometimes we're overlooking them all the time. But yeah. I think it's time to yeah. stop overlooking them, brother. Yeah, I think. And I'm in on Tennessee Titans. I, I wanted to do the, the best team in the NFL, but I, I kept it AFC. I kept it AFC. Okay, what else you got over let's, there? Let's just go to the other team that, in that game last night. Um Matthew Stafford, he just doesn't have the big game chops uh, to take the Rams. 
come on. I mean, it's that, that that's twice now. That's twice big home games. <laughs> I'm 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 still I'm still going to say it's an overreaction. There's still bigger games to come. There's still bigger games to come. What do you think the he, he, the lights are too big for him? Is that really what it is? I I don't know. We I would just think week one the whole country was watching, and it was the Bears coming in before, you know, and the Bears defense was still the Bears defense, and they were all healthy and active, and the building's opening up, and everybody's there. It's a big momentous night for the Rams, and he was tremendous. That's a pretty big football game too now. So. I'll say that's an overreaction. I don't know. Spanked at home by the Cardinals, spanked at home by the Titans. I hear you. But he'll still uh, let's let's just before we we anoint him as the Andy Dalton of the NFC West. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. That's what you're implying. <laughs> I am I'm implying. Very much so. I'm implying. <laughs> what else you got over there, okay. Chris? Let's go to let's go to Kansas City here. Jordan Love's performance will make the Packers do whatever it takes to keep Rodgers beyond this season. I think they're already doing that. You do? Let me just say this. I mean, can Love, you can Love, you lower Love, the music just a Love's, little bit, Mike? Love stunk. Let me just let me just say this. The thing I don't understand about yet, and I'll, we'll get answers as things go along here. The thing I don't understand about the Rodgers lied. He didn't lie to the Packers about not being vaccinated. And the NFL fully knew that he was not vaccinated. And Well, the Packers let so him get away with it. The Packers did not say, here's a mask. You're going in front of the media. You're supposed to do that. Or if they did, and he basically said, I don't believe in the science. I think this is ridiculous. It's just Shaming a, it's a scarlet that. mask. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not going to do that. And the fact that the Packers didn't say, then... We can't have you speak, or the league didn't come in and say, "We know he's not vaccinated. Why isn't he wearing a mask amongst all the media?" Yeah. So it seems to me that they've backed his play the entire time, or they just can't say anything to him. He doesn't listen because to them they're anyway. trying to keep him no matter what. Uh, okay. Now you can put up the music. What else you got over there, Chris? All right, uh, let's go to the other team in that game, Rich. Um, it's officially time. To be worried about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense. Why? Uh, what? <laughs> it's officially time. He didn't have a turnover. I just, I don't know. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just not <laughs> ready to get there yet. It's, it's not good. Right? It's not, it's not good. And I know you called me Sparky on oh. Twitter, which I was upset with because I don't like the term Sparky. And part of that is was, from that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, that's what, uh, um, Kilborn called me. Oh, okay. okay. Spark. That's, there we and go. Sparky. The it, it's a terrible connotation that, that connotes disrespect. See, that's But trolling. I said, the reason why you're like, calm down, Sparky, is that <laughs> I said that classic Mahomes wrapped the game up. And you're like, well, I'm like, he rolled out. Okay. He did his classic on the run, on the run that we've seen him overthrow. We've seen him throw it where he shouldn't. We've seen him pick it off, get picked off. And I know that the defender fell down on it, but he extended the play long enough. It's there. They're still there. That's still Tyree Kill. That's still Kelsey. The flicker. You still see the flicker? I see it. I see it. It's not dead yet. You know, it's like. 
the cart's out, the bubonic plague's <laughs> everywhere, okay. and there's still somebody telling the Monty Python football gods, I'm not dead yet. Okay? That's my answer to that. There's still the eighth seed I mean, at the moment. They're not. I'm, I'm not going there yet. I just won't. All right. That's fine. Not yet. We'll see. Hey, buddy, how about this next game coming up? Sunday night, Chiefs and Raiders. That's a huge, huge football game. Certainly with the Raiders having lost and the Chiefs just got one back. Chargers won and the Broncos won. What a terrible loss that was for the Raiders in their division. Yeah, Even Raiders though it was out of conference, but... That's the only silver lining right there, silver and black lining. See what I did there? Did you see what I did there? Rich, speaking of the AFC West. Yes. That division is the Chargers to win or lose right now. Well, the Chargers have already beaten the Raiders at home, and they've beaten the Chiefs on the road. They haven't played the Broncos yet, correct? I don't think so. Right? So I would I would go with that. Yeah. I'll go with that. You feeling better about them after? Well, you look, Philadelphia. Win, Philadelphia or? let Derek Carr throw it all over the map too, and they're both terrific quarterbacks. So, I don't know how to evaluate that, but you have to. If if the Philadelphia Eagles defense is having trouble getting home, you should stand back there. And he did take the throws they needed to, and then the big the big plays emerged, and I liked it a lot. So I'll agree with that. I don't think that's an overreaction at all. Oh, great. Yeah. How about this one? Yeah. The Patriots are going to win the AFC East. Now, you... <laughs> hold on a second. We're back! We're back! Hold on a second. I hope you enjoyed one hold year. On a second. I hope you enjoyed one year. This that was tests, great. This tests the professionalism of Mike Hoskins back in the back room right now, <laughs> doing his usual yeoman's job of changing the cameras and getting things ready. Yeah, of course, of course. Our, our I mean, coordinating producer. Big-time professional. Okay. He's a diehard Bills fan. Diehard. Now, Mike, I'm going to ask you if you do have it ready, the AFC East standings, Ooh. because this does give credence to what Chris Brockman is saying. Yeah. And now, Chris, you said before the season that the Patriots were going to win the AFC East. I did. All of us here predicted the Bills. And, and you guys laughed at me. We did. My friends laughed in my face. They're a half game out, and they've yet to play each other yet. Now, the Bills have the get-right game right in front of them, although you thought maybe at Jacksonville is the get-right game, but they're at the Jets, right. and where the Bengals went down, and who knows? Maybe Mike White can be healthy, hey, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> J-E-T-S. Exactly. Wilson is he's, he's prepping this week. Maybe Zach gets back in the saddle and shows, hey, I picked up on what Mike White and Josh Johnson were putting down. And then the Patriots in Cleveland is a huge Week 10 football huge. game. Two 5-4 and four teams. Huge game. Monster. Huge game. It, it is so big, and it, it is so big, uh, I think uh, Francesca would call it huge. 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 I'll still call it an overreaction. Right. I'll still <laughs> right. call it an overreaction. <laughs> but they have yet to play each other. And I know. I know. Those two games are so big now. And if, you know... <laughs> the Jaguars are going to confound Josh Allen. I would, I would expect our first-hour guest and Matthew Judon and Belichick have, uh, have the horses to do the same. They but for the moment, I'm still calling it the overreaction, Christopher. They, That's what I'm calling they it. They played twice in three weeks in December. Man. Love it. That's for all the marbles, bro. All right, all TJ. Um, this is for you, really. Okay. I mean, Cowboys fans, look, they should just brace themselves for another early playoff. That's exit. ridiculous. I mean, come on. That's just ridiculous. Brace themselves. That's I a playoff. That, just that is, that just is ridiculous. Ready. That is an overreaction. I got this for you, TJ. I Please, got this. Get ready. You know, I'm not going to be sick. Just get ready. But Dak is comeback, first ever comeback player of the year and MVP. That's never happened before, as Irvin said on Sunday game day morning. That might have taken a little hit. Yeah. That might have taken a little hit. Yeah. MVP took 
Well, you Josh know. Allen's still, according to Vegas, the front runner, right? Is he really still? So, is he really? I didn't look I, I don't know. I don't check, but someone on Twitter put that. Oh, okay. So. I know who's going to be the MVP of this league. Can you wait? Right now. Can you wait one second? Sure. Do we yeah. want to do the next slide? Let's oh, do the, the next slide. Okay. Your MVP through nine weeks in the National Football League? Thomas Edward wait Brady. Wait did we just skip over to Dallas? To Thomas Brady? Lamar Jackson. Hmm. That's not a bad one, Chris. That's not a bad I'm one. I'm not mad at that. I said at the beginning of the show, I'll read it again. And we just skip by Dallas. The you just skip by Dallas. Because it's, cause it's an overreaction. Don't yeah, worry about true. it. Good. Don't, please. Lamar don't, Jackson. Don't pay that any money. He's your MVP right now. <laughs> I'll say this again. This is incredible. This is The Ravens just came up with their third double-digit comeback win of the year. Coming into the this season, they were 0-6 in games where they fell down that far behind, including the playoffs. I saw this stat. So Lamar has totally turned that around. Well, uh, you can't come back with their style of offense. They don't have the big play ability to come back on a team. Well, how about them apples? And they've played three overtime games. And this is, by the way, Le'Veon Bell scored a touchdown. But Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson (laughs) scored touchdowns yesterday. Let's not lose sight of the insanity that week nine really is. Like 2014 all over again. The record for this, their third overtime game. You know, week one was an overtime loss. Then they had an overtime win. One of those comeback wins was against the Colts. Two of of these uh, three double-digit comeback wins are overtime wins. The record for most games in a season playing in overtime is the 1983 Packers coached by Bart Starr. They had five. They were two and three of those games. They went eight and eight, missed the playoffs. The 2011 Arizona Cardinals hold the record for most overtime games, one in a season. That's four. They went 4-0 in their overtime games. And the, those rec- those, these numbers that I'm mentioning right here do not happen without Lamar Jackson. So yeah. I'll say that is not an overreaction. But Tom Brady is going to throw, as you know, for 55 touchdowns this year. And he's there. He's so damn smart. He even chose to take week nine as a bye week. (laughs) Hey, last one, guys. Speaking of the NFC South, that division is going to be the one to have three playoff teams. Currently, Bucks, Saints, Falcons. No way. All in. No, thanks. Who's going to jump these guys? No, thanks. Who? Hold on a minute. (laughs) Now that I think about it. I mean. So one's coming from the NFC West. Nobody's coming from the East. Two, two from the West. Well, I mean, the wild card teams I'm talking about. Oh, wild card. Okay. Yeah, one That's from what we're talking about. Yeah, one, one from the West. One West. And then none from the East. Yep. And then you got. You're not. You might not. You might be honest yeah. out there. <laughs> the Falcons but, are playing better. They, they just, are. They just beat the Saints. Is, are, Who beat the, the Bucks? Are the 49ers the Seahawks going to come and, and do no, something the second half of the season? Not. There's nine games to go. There's nine games to go. The 49ers. I wouldn't count out the Seahawks. The four, I wouldn't count out the Seattle. That's all Saints and overreaction. The 49ers are toast. I wouldn't go there yet either. I think they're going to have a new coach next year. That's insane. That's the most overreacted thing out there. That's yeah. nuts, brother. Now, what he said about Dallas was the most, and then and then then he topped it. Yeah. But, but then again, week nine, as I mentioned, most prone to overreaction I've seen in quite some time. Well done, Christopher, as always. Thanks. Man. Thank you very much. And scene. Let's take a break. Phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Colt McCoy, baby. Colt McCoy's joining us, top of our number three. Do we bring up Texas to him? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs>
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, let's let's go to Terzo in Iowa. What's up, Terzo? How's our all favorite rise. counselor right there? All rise. All well rise. done. All rise. How are you, Terzo? Up, guys? Terzo. Terzo. Hey, Rich. I'm happy that you kind of went at those guys uh, this morning for all the flack that you got on Thursday. Because I was going to make fun of TJ and that Cowboy loss, but since uh, he picked that loss, I really couldn't do that. No, it's all right, Terzo. Brockman's got his back because for the second straight time where I take uh, TJ apart for his... uh, I love you think you took me apart. No, no, no. I take you apart for for rooting against me and trying to be all sorts of passive-aggressive about the Jets quarterback situation for the second straight time. Brockman posted the video without any mention of that part of it in the copy. That's the second straight time he's done that. Okay, Chris, it's all right. If you if you want to have TJ's back like that, well, because he I knows totally you didn't really. I'm a, I'm a verbal assassin. You didn't really take me apart. What's but, on your mind, Terzo? Outside might, of all that, and I might and I might just say this real quick though. Brockman and TJ, if you guys would have just let it be, there might have been a little bit of a controversy Friday morning without uh, Mr. White getting hurt Thursday night. Well, that was all set up for it. Yeah. That was all set up for it. And, and, and again, I was rooting for Mike White to do well and win that game. I want the Jets to win. We all the, do. Days, the days of the Jets needing to lose because they have to draft their high-ranked franchise quarterback are over. They need to win every single game. They need to get that winning feeling. They need to get all that. And I wanted Mike White to do that because it wouldn't mean that Zach Wilson isn't the quarterback there anymore. Unless Zach gets completely hurt and Mike White finishes the season like 9-1, and one, then we'd have to talk about it, which is a high-class problem. Those are three words that are never associated with my franchise. But then, of course, the three words most associated with them materialize, same old Jets. That happened. Get right game. Those are, those are, those are the three words associated with them. Amen. So. And then I kind of feel the same way with the Niners. It feels like we're just regressing backwards. I don't think Shanahan's on a hot seat at all, not even close. But we're regressing, and I'm kind of nervous with the fact that we traded away our future for a guy that I still don't know if I have any faith in. Well, it's because he isn't out there yet. Don't worry about it. I think Trey Lance is incredibly talented, man. I just don't, you know, I, they're clearly going to go through this season without him. Thanks for the call. I, I know. Don't forget, you got a coach who um, – who, 
was clearly up the you-know-what of Brandon Ayuk all summer long and all first couple months of the season. And even he admitted, I guess, to Tim Kawakami of The Athletic that uh, I didn't know how to practice. And then we saw he scored a touchdown. That was actually number 11 in the end zone, right? I didn't, I didn't dream that up, right? <laughs> I actually saw him in the end zone. I think that probably happens with a lot of guys, right, guys, when you are such a supremely talented athlete that you were able just to rely on your athleticism until you get to the NFL, and then you realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm now the fifth most athletic person. Right, and so, and again, Kittle being out totally destroys this team's mantra and ability to run the offense at at the level that that Shanahan wants to run it in. Don't forget also that the lead running back went out, which the Ravens, you know, they went to the – Filene's basement of running backs and just cleared out the store. Man. <laughs> you know, and so um it was like they're the three and five, right? Titans they're three, the and, they're three and five, the 49ers. 49ers three and five. Three and five. Yeah. Okay, they're three and five. They got the Rams coming in. This is a huge football game. And if they start to get to three and six, I think they throw Trey Lance out there and just say, you know, see what they got. See what they have in him. And I think what they have in him is a supremely gifted athlete at the position who's smart enough neck up to figure out what Shanahan's doing. And I think, you know, clearly there's a standard that the coach has about when you're ready to get out on the field. And I think at the quarterback position, that's at the highest possible standard. And after the game with Garoppolo, Shanahan was asked, you know, you're thinking about putting Lance in there. I think his answer was not really. Yeah, not really. So they're not there. They are not there. Nathan in Los Angeles, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nathan? Good to talk to you again, Rich. Same, sir. What's on your mind? So my answer to uh, Brockman's thought on the South getting two uh, teams in the in there uh, is countered by what I was noticing and why I'm calling. Have you noticed the five losses that Minnesota has? Um, yeah, they're all close, and they're all it's, no cigar. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, well, it's what it is. But I'm, I'll run it down. I know, I know, you know. But Go for it. At Cincinnati by three, at Arizona by one, Cleveland by seven, Dallas by four. You can say what you want about Cooper Rush, but they still have a defense. And at the Ravens by three. You, I think they're going to get in. And I think they're going to make so many very Well, nice. I mean, they're at the Chargers next. They're home for Green Bay. They're at San Francisco. They've got one game against Detroit. They're at they're they're and home for Pittsburgh. Games. They're at Chicago. They could take a two against the Chicago Bears and they're at they're 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 hosting the Rams and then they've got two games of Green Bay left and Rodgers we're assuming will be healthy and back for both of them cuz one of them's in week 11. I I disagree, sir. And I think that they've got a quarter. I think they're going to beat the Packers once. Let me put it that way. I okay, think they Nathan. might beat them once. Appreciate the call. Thanks for the call. Hmm, Vikings. I have very little confidence in the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sorry, man. They should be they should be winning a lot of these games. Yeah, I know there's close be. games yeah. this and close games that. It's just perfect example yesterday. They got a turnover in overtime. Yeah, exactly. Those that should wrap things up. Yep. You over. you don't get the ball first in over. overtime and you turn the other team over. Yeah. You should instead, you know, they they went three and out. Yeah. And Cousins just goes back and I mean Cousins needs to have one of those four classic 400-yard Kirk Cousins games, you know, about, I would say, they got to have at least what with the rest of their schedule? You got to have that at least seven, eight times in order to to 
Now, the good thing for them, though, is nobody's running away with the wild card spots. They're still in it. But I just don't like their play calling. They're just risk averse way too much. And they have so many weapons, they should be blowing people out. Look, they should have won the last two games. I think we all can admit that. That'd be four straight wins. They'd be five and three. And yeah, in but the Cousins seat. didn't do enough at his position. They've got one of the best running backs in the league. They have one of the best young wide receivers in the league, and they have another one of the best receivers in the league in Thielen. But look you at know, their schedule so, coming so why up. Aren't right? they, why aren't they winning more football games? They almost they they they. They were up a couple scores in Baltimore without Harrison Smith, and they were beating Lamar Jackson. You think they're going to beat the Chargers next week? I don't have any confidence in them. No, I'm sorry. You think they're going to beat Green Bay the week after that? I don't think so. So they'll probably beat the Lions, but they're going to beat the Steelers in primetime on Thursday? I mean, they're not going to wrap no. it up. They've got right. some very prideful people, including that coach. But your you, confidence of them finishing over 500 I mean, if Dalvin is Cook's going to... If Dalvin Cook runs for 100 Zero. yards, you should be winning more often than not. Certainly when you've got a defensive-minded coach and you're not turning it over, that's the way to win, and they don't win. And they make the mistakes later on. I would say there's a little little chance. There's a lot of ifs and buts, but the yeah. problem is is you're running out of road and you're going to need your quarterback to play a lot better than he is. Yeah. And I know he's been racking up the yards. I just don't have confidence. I'm sorry. But I am wearing purple. 